Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. All right, my guest today on the A-Game Podcast is my good friend, Naya Petokos. I don't know if I'm saying the name with doing it justice, but awesome Greek name. She is a freaking Spartan warrior. I really like her. She's got the, she's got that fighting spirit, but she's, she's so nice. So she's that perfect mix that you could tell, like, as long as you do good by her, she'll do good by you, but you definitely don't want to cross her because she'll probably kick my butt. But I hit it off with her immediately when we got on a call. We wound up being in the same mastermind. I, I met her. Same energy in person, better energy in person. One of those people you see him and you just want to give him a hug. So um, on top of knowing that she was a cool person and that we just clicked, she's an incredible real estate investor. Her story, she'll go through. You guys got to listen to this. But you know, coming over from Sparta and rebuilding herself and then having kids and going through all kinds of divorces and the market turns and taking some financial hits and some struggle and some self-doubt like everybody does in this podcast. But then figuring out ways to just control that fear and and keep fighting another day and then get another win and another win and build up that momentum. And then just to climb back up to the top of the mountain that she fell off once before and be where she is today. And now to be helping other people not only become financially free. And to be honest, if you listen to this podcast, she gives a breakdown of a deal about three quarters of the way through. And it is so eye-opening. It's so incredible of like the start to finish of how people get paid and what it looks like and best and worst case scenarios. Like it, it was super cool. Like that, that was, that was awesome. I don't, I don't know how I can make that into a one minute clip, but you definitely will get some value from that. And there's so many misconceptions about that. There's deals that I'm looking at now after just listening to her on this podcast that I normally would pass on that now I'm thinking I'm losing 50, 60, $70,000 on the table for not even seeing that these were opportunities that Naya is picking up every single day. So incredible creative real estate strategies that she goes into from sub twos to seller financing, to lease options, to wraps but all with taking care of people, which I think is a huge thing. So she's telling you guys to go out there and make some friends, treat people good, bring value to other people's lives. And that value will slingshot back to you. And eventually that will turn into money. But uh, she lives it. She breathes it. I can feel that she gives some links for some free gifts for you guys as well. Definitely follow her. Definitely check out her social media, her course, her free gift that she gives you guys, uh, wealththroughrealestate.com slash free gift. And uh, connect with Naya in all ways possible because she definitely gets my stamp of approval. She's just been nothing but a giver, a giver, a giver awesome person and uh, super successful. So I want to continue to have super successful people come on this podcast that are good people that bring their A-game. And the only way I can keep doing that is if you guys keep listening, subscribing, and participating. So please, while you're on the show notes checking out Naya, go to nicknicknick.com slash links, L-I-N-K-S. That will show you all the ways to listen to the podcast. It's available on pretty much every platform I can think of, plus YouTube if you want to listen or watch it. It takes a minute to hit the subscribe or the follow button. And then on nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the ways to connect with me through social media. It goes such a long way. I know you guys are probably sick about hearing all the podcasters talk about the algorithm, but it makes such a huge difference. So whether it's Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, Twitter, whatever it might be, please follow me through those links. And if I'm not popping up, send me a message or like something and then I'll follow you and then we'll pop up on each other's feeds. But when I post the clips from this episode with Naya, the way that she recommends other people come back on and share their amazing experiences to save you guys time and money is to see that you're getting value from what she says. So like it, share it, tag her in it, ask her questions. That really goes such a long way. A little fist bump, a little thumbs up makes all the difference in the world. But the most important thing is I want to do real estate together. As we're creeping on 2024 here, beginning or the end of it, we need to start doing some deals together. So either DM me the words real estate so my assistant sees it and sends it to me, or text me the words real estate at 516-540-5733. Again, that's 516-540-5733. And that will open up the conversation for how we can work together, whether we're going to buy properties from me, sell properties to me, or find some way to partner on some level. That's what we want to do here. So please Follow, follow social media, follow all those links, and let's do some real estate deals together this year. And last but certainly not least, 
nicknicknick.com slash biggerpockets is a way that you can get a free checklist for all your buyers, whether you're a real estate agent, whether it's a state wholesaler, real estate broker, check that out. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Naya, for coming on. Thank you for being an awesome person and a good friend and bringing an amazing podcast today. Can't thank you enough. I look forward to uh, being one of her success stories of passing that on as well. So appreciate you guys. A-game podcast, Naya Perkus. Have a great day, ladies and gentlemen. All right. My guest today on the A-Game Podcast is a business owner, an entrepreneur, a real estate investor, educator, author, and speaker, as well as a mother of three, fighting out of Sparta, Greece, and being in the real estate game for 20 years. She has definitely seen her ups and her downs, but she's used her Sparta fighting spirit to never give up and to rebuild the best version of herself, not only financially through purchasing and selling over $30 million of her own real estate, but by finding happiness and balance in her personal life to personal development and gratitude. She is known as somebody who has an amazing ability to structure deals of all shapes and sizes through creative financing, often using little to no money down, no banks, no credit checks, no nonsense, by providing sellers with win-win solutions and by becoming a value amplifier. She is now the founder of Wealth to Real Estate, as well as the Grateful Family Partner, and is on a mission to help a thousand families become millionaires through real estate through her value amplifier method. Please welcome to the A-Game podcast, my friend, Naya Perikos. Uh, thank you so much, Nick. First of all, I'm going to have that recording and turn it into a radio. When <laughs> 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 we just did, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I love the word. Like, Look at that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, it's, it's, it's funny when you hear someone else talk about you, you're like, is that me? Is that me? <laughs> It's like, no, did I'm like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I did. Um, yeah, so it, it's fun. Thank you so, so much for having me uh, here on your podcast. Uh, and it was a great meeting you in person too recently. Yeah, I was really excited. I mean, we had a great conversation when we talked on the phone and then your energy was so good when we met in person. I, I've been really excited to have you on the podcast. I very much appreciate having you on. I listened to some of the other ones you were on. You did great. My buddy Lawrence, shout out to my buddy Lawrence Dunning over there. You guys had a great conversation. Oh, he was fantastic. Yes, yes, yes. So for people who might not be 100% familiar with you yet, can you give a 30,000 foot view of who you are and where you came from? Oh, okay. So I came from Sparta, Greece when I was 11 years old um, and I moved to Northern Virginia. I actually no, Richmond, Virginia and Northern Virginia after I graduated college. I was the first one in my family to graduate college, uh, marketing management degree, and I was lucky enough to get laid off my first year out of college. Uh, and I became an entrepreneur by 23. So I, I learned how to survive from a young age because I didn't speak any English when I came here at 11 years old. So when life has thrown me challenges, okay because i knew how to survive i overcame them um in and, and i feel very blessed and grateful that i have like a very strong mom who was always there like okay wh what are you who are you you're a warrior so i got in real estate um in 2002 got bought my first real estate my first property that i moved into I experienced ups and downs, the market going on 2007. I lost a house that was worth 750,000 uh, 2007. I had to short sell it in 2010 because I had started a, a family. I was a young mom and I wasn't working and my husband at the time got laid off. So imagine ups and downs uh, in life. Um, and then 2010, I said, how can I help my family out? So it was another low point. Uh, and then that got me into the investing. Uh, and I met my first mentor that I followed around for a year <laughs> who was rehabbing houses. So <clears throat> I learned what he was doing great, but the best lessons were what he was doing wrong or, or what was risky that I did not want to experience um, again. So you've heard the phrase, when the student is ready, the teacher appears. 2013, I met um, my second mentor and I learned how to structure creative deals. The reason why that happened is the crash of 2009, 2008-2009 had scared me so much, okay? Uh, financially, imagine having, you know, assets that have more than gotten, like dropped 50% off the whole country 
was in, in turmoil, right? Uh, real estate values have dropped. The economy, people had lost jobs. So for me, that fear and having to use hard money lenders uh, to flip houses scared me because I had to sign a personal guarantee. And the other rentals that I had were, would have been at risk if uh, something went wrong, right, on, on, on a rehab. So I was asking, there has to be a better way, there has to be a better way. And that's when I came across my second mentor, Marco, and I learned how to buy houses subject to the existing loans, how to structure creative deals, how to leverage. That's one of my favorite words. And from then on, I felt like I won the lottery. It, 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 it felt that great. I bought my first property off of Craigslist for less than $5,000. And it was like a $375,000 house. So it's, it's been um, more of an ups regarding my real estate business. It's been definitely an upstream since then. I became a national coach in 2015. And I was, I've, been in, I've been helping investors all over the country um, create wealth with more ease. And the interesting part, Nick, is that 80% of the coaching that I, I do is not about real estate. And this is something that I want to talk to you about today and your audience. The energy piece is the secret. Okay. Our, our mindset, our words, our stories, how we approach life. Um, that's the, that's a game changer. I love that. So it's such an interesting point because I have, successful people like you want all the time. And then when we get together at the masterminds and you talk to people, anytime I'm talking to new investors, the first thing that they want to tell me is they roll their eyes when I start to talk about mindset and energy and focus and all that kind of stuff. And they're like, Hey, I don't want to hear that stuff. I just want, give me the checklist, give me the Excel sheet, give me the calculator. Like that's all I need to be successful. And then as soon as you start coaching them past that, all they ever want, it's, it's like a counseling session every time. All it is about the emotions and the stress and like the mindset. So when you talk to successful people, like I, I recently spent a half a day with a billionaire and like his whole thing was, he's like, this is a book that I wrote and there's no tactical advice on how to make money in here. It's all about how to get your head right. Because if I didn't have my head right, I would have never made a billion dollars. So what is it that new investors think they don't need that, but everybody else who's successful knows that the mindset's the most important thing? <laughs> what, what people forget is that real estate, it's a human game. Everybody who has real estate is a person. So if you can get someone to like and trust you first, okay, they will want to do business with you. If you don't have those skills to be able to help someone out of a situation, and not only the skills, right, the heart. Because people can, you can feel if someone wants to take advantage of you, right? We, 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 we can all feel if someone is asking certain questions because they want to feel how low we are so we can, so they can either help us or take advantage of us. It, it, it's, we're all intuitive, right? It, it, it's, it's energy. Just, just like chemistry, you know, if you're attracted to someone that you're dating or you're not attracted to someone that you're dating, right? It is the same thing with all types of relationships. So, so for me, the intention is key. So when I was first starting out and I had, I, I was struggling financially and I would ever, I would get a lead. I remember I had done an absentee owner uh, marketing campaign and I would get leads from sellers who were older in their 50s, 60s, 70s. And I would go in like hungry, hungry to get that deal and, and, and feel like, oh my gosh, I, I need this. And that energy would come off. I, I see it now. I wasn't seeing it at the moment. It would come off kind of pressury at times. Well, why can't you do this? Well, I, I would give an offer and I would want an answer or I would try to convince them hard to, for them to see my point of view. And Nick, I would not get those deals. When I sifted 
my approach, and this is what I teach in the, in the unit, I call it my value amplifier course, when I shift the approach to the intention of make a friend first, okay, so how, how do you treat a friend, right, with kindness? A friend, you're open to finding out what their situation is, if they have a problem, and a true friend wants to see if they can help them. And if they're not the person that can help that person, that, that individual, maybe I know someone else who can. So when I shifted that, it took the pressure off of me because the pressure wasn't money, 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 money. The, and then it, it made it easier because I went in with the intention, you know, tell me about yourself, what is going on? And then when I learned strategy is on finding out how to leverage, is there a loan in place? Are you behind? Are you current? Is the house paid off? When I found out those little things, key, key things, I was able to structure win-win scenarios for both parties. And then the deals were just coming. It was funny because what you, I had my, one of my friends when he was first getting started, he was super stressed out and he was trying to wholesale these two deals. And I showed him like a way to do it on eBay at the time. And he was freaking out. He's like, man, I, I couldn't tell you. I was so specific in this ad about what it was and all these idiots are writing to me and they're not reading this and they're not doing that. And da, da, da. I was like, dude, you need to just not look at your computer for two days and just check out. And he was like, how can you tell me to do that? I need this money. And like, that's the worst advice I ever had. And he just fought me like it was the worst thing I ever said. So I convinced him to take like two days off. Yes. And like two days later, he called me back and he was like, hey, man. And he like said it so relaxed. I was like, what's up? He's like, yeah, he's like, I just turned my computer on. He's like, I slept for a couple of days. I took some time off. He's like, and when I turned my computer on, he's like, both of those offers got accepted. They sent the money in there. And, and I was like, dude, see when you, like you were pushing it and pushing it and pushing yes. it, you needed it and you needed it and you needed it and it wasn't happening. But once you let it go, it closed. Like and it, it, when you're in that space, it's so hard to not think that the, the way to go is to like push and to just, you know, it's, but it's the opposite. It's like jujitsu. Like you can't be forced with force. Okay, that's it. So you, you you know what I like? I wanted to I want to learn um is it Tai Chi? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. With, with, with energy. So being a woman, the motherly nurturing energy comes easy to me because I, I have three kids, right? I'm the oldest of, of four. Of, uh, and it's easy for me to just be loving, compassionate. With men, okay, with masculine energy, you're your providers, producers, you're doing things, your energy is a little different, right? When you go in in a in a in a property, when you're talking to a seller, many times men may come off a little too strong. But my uh invitation is what if the the men who are in real estate came off with like a fatherly energy, which is more of a guiding energy versus you know, like, okay, let me find out what you're a solution provider, right? And, and then the time that when you're talking about pushing, 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 I want to learn about Tai Chi, how to obviously protect myself, but I want to use other people's energy that's coming at me to re deflect it, right? Steven Seagal was doing that, right? All <laughs> the movies. So, so I was like, I want to take life um with a different approach doesn't have to life doesn't have to struggle i don't believe we have to struggle yes effort is required effort is required don't sit there and just wait for things to fall in your lap um but i don't believe it has to be so hard and, and the key is like you the advice you gave to your friend if he was if he was a little patient just being a little patient he put on the effort right the effort was already there being patient to allow the energy to come back for 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 those leads to close for the offers to come in and, and sometimes including myself um, i'm working i'm getting better at my patience every day because i yeah I, i've had my moments of one yeah. things now yeah nice so, awesome so you brought up another interesting point where you said you, you you took some lumps when the market turned and you were really scared to get back in. I can relate to that. I remember when the market changed last time. And I think especially now, the way that people have some uncertainty in this market, 
it is scary to go big again, knowing that it can all get taken away or you can make mistakes or just not knowing. So how did you get your confidence back up to go and swing the bat again like that and, and find that success after having some of those tough times? So, so this is a couple of things. One, when we let fear uh, be the forefront of, of how we approach things, it's going to paralyze us. So uh, one of the things that I started doing the, the, the last eight, nine years is meditating, relaxing, like breathing exercises, just to get rid of that voice in my mind uh, that is like, oh, this could go wrong, that could go wrong. You can lose more money here, you can lose money there. So when I, I, when I created more peace internally, I was able to think more clearly and then trust myself. Trust myself with the experience that I had in the past, right? And knowing that, you know what? Even if I buy a property right now and the market sifts, which is out of my control, right? Can I have an one exit or can I have a second exit? Can I have a third exit? Can I have how many options are there for me? And one of the things that I started doing is the more options I can create for myself, the, the, the more I, I lower the risk. So then it gave me confidence to keep on going. Because right now, if we go into war, right, if something crazy happens in this country, you're not going to be the only one affected. Everybody is. So we're all going to be on the, in the same boat. So all I'm saying is let's get rid of the fear which is out of our control. And that's one of the reasons why I don't watch TV. I don't watch the news. I mean, I watch movies and things like that. My kids, I just don't watch the news because so many things are out of my control. So those are things that I try not to worry about. If you have been kicking yourself that you didn't start investing in real estate sooner, whether you're beginner, intermediate or advanced, any way you're looking to get it on a residential, commercial, land development, wholesaling, fix and flips, whatever it is, let's find a way to get you involved in some projects, get you some properties, whether you want to sell some properties to me, whether you want to buy some properties from me, whether residential, fix and flip, cash flow, multifamily, whatever it is you're looking for, let's figure out a way to get you involved or find a way for us to partner up on some deals. Go to www.nicknicknick.com, go on the consultation tab and figure out how to schedule an appointment to talk about where you fit in if you are not sure, or you can just reach out to me on any of my social media channels. If you go on www.nicknicknick.com slash links, you will see all the different ways to connect with me and figure out how we can start to work together, make it happen. Everybody that invests in real estate always just says they wish they did it sooner. Best time to start is today. I think that that's outstanding. I agree. I always yell at my parents because the news is always on on three like TVs at the same time. And my dad's yelling at the TV all day. And I'm like, why? Every day you do this. You yell at the TV. They can't hear you. It's the same crap every day. So I pay I pay for all of them to have these apps so they can watch happy stuff because it's just poison for your brain. Poison, you know, so. Yeah, it is. Yeah. So speaking of people that are uh, giving bad advice on stuff, I recently tried to do a uh, a creative financing deal. And we'll backtrack on the agent side of it. But the agent laughed at me and was like, those haven't been done since 1992. So <laughs> I want to shift the, the focus to creative financing. That, that's your thing. That's your gem right now. So yeah. talk a little bit about what, what is creative finance? Okay. So creative deal structuring and financing is guys, thinking outside of the box. So if you have a house, for example, Nick, and I want to buy your house, let's say your property is worth 500,000. Okay, and you have a loan on it for 400,000. Okay, well, guess what? I can leverage that loan so I can buy your property. Now we can negotiate on, on the equity, right? But I could buy your property subject to the existing loan. So that is just one creative one approach. Okay, another approach can be a combination. What if, uh, what if you, let's say, I don't have a lot of money to bring to the table and you have a job relocation and this house is just a burden for you. So let's say we negotiate for me to pay you $50,000, but I don't have $50,000 right now. So I could take over your existing loan, 400,000. I make the monthly payments to your bank, 
And then I work out terms with you and I say, you know what, Nick? I will pay you $1,000 a month for 50 months until I make up for the equity. That's creative, right? So it's a win-win. Yeah, that makes total sense. I like that. I never thought about making uh, payments there on the equity if you don't have the cash up front. That actually makes a lot of sense. And, you know, so the I think the other the other part of that is people assume that they're very hard to find. So I'd be interested in, in your answer for are creative deals hard to find, especially on the side where I tell people I don't go looking for creative deals. I just look for motivated sellers. And sometimes they're motivated enough to give me a great price or sometimes they're motivated enough to give me great terms. But I haven't done nearly as many of them as you can. So I'd love to hear about the answer to the question. Are, are creative deals hard to find? No. <laughs> not, not, absolutely not. I, I, I have been so I've been doing this since 2013 when I got my first one off of Craigslist, like I told you, right? Uh, and and I've been doing them since then. In fact, I'm buying a house on Friday, this Friday. Um uh, from a couple who's going through a divorce. They are behind on the mortgage a couple of months and we're buying a property for $600,000. They have combined loans of about 445, like 450. They have $150,000 in equity, okay? They need the money because of their divorce. So we're bringing money to the table at closing because it's such a great deal. Uh, it, we will do this will be our first exit is a flip on this particular property. It, it needs updating and we're getting at a great price and we're leveraging a loan at 3.75 right now. Sick. So, yeah. So it's, um, no, it's not, they're not hard to find. I, I like your approach when you're looking for motivated sellers. If someone's motivated, and you're giving them an offer that makes sense. If they have a loan in place, they don't care about the loan. But the thing that I want to tell you is instead of thinking only motivated sellers, what if you educate sellers? And what if you could buy pretty houses? Nick. <laughs> oh, I, I have bought houses uh, here in the DMV, you know, DC, Maryland, Virginia area uh, from people who are not super motivated, who are not motivated. It's just that I bring them a solution, okay? And most of my sellers are not distressed sellers. So let me say, there's a difference between motivated who sell and there's a difference between someone is dis distressed, desperate, it, like, right? So I have bought, the majority of the houses that I bought are from people who are not low in the dumps, okay? And because I come in with the value amplifier approach, right? My intention is, okay, tell me about your situation. Okay, you wanna move, here's your reason, great. And then I bring my comps, my comparables, right? I explain to them the property value, and then I say, oh, one of the ways we buy houses is if there's an existing loan, we take over the loan, like a wrap. And I make it seem like this is normal, because it is for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bought a house from a former federal judge, Nick, and I did not know that he was a judge till the day after closing when he gave me a notarized testimonial. So I have bought houses from this way, from a retired CIA agent, from a colonel in the military, from attorneys, from, from real estate agents. So no, those are not hard to find. And the last, and they were not done back in 1992. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was, I was telling, I was like, I did one like a, like a few months ago, like right around the block. What are you talking about? But yeah. you get in there, but it's, it's an interesting conversation. And, uh, you know, shout out to Steve Chang. I thought he did a fantastic job at Family Mastermind, but you know, that just that little bit when you structure a question different from, you know, what do you want for the property versus what do you think you're going to make on the property? Like that's the conversation I was having with the realtor was I know they want this price, but after they pay the fees and the closing costs and all this different stuff, like they're only netting X. I can pay them that, pay you your commission and give them some extra money if they just leave the loan in place. And she wouldn't even have the conversation because she just wanted to tell me that I was a moron. So okay. in that situation now, like how do you educate the realtors if it's an on-market property? 
Okay. If it's an on market property, uh, obviously the real estate agent has to come on board. For me, I the majority of my properties are off market properties. Okay. I would rather be the one that goes directly to the seller. I do specific marketing campaigns, right? Because I take out the middleman, which creates miscommunication, right? So many real estate agents out there feel like I was an agent too for over 12 years. That's how I, in 2004, I got my real estate license. So I know how they think and many of them, just because they've been around in real estate um, for a while, doesn't mean they know everything about real estate. <laughs> and yeah, so that's, that's something, that's something that, that's a whole different conversation. <laughs> um, that was a different kind of warmth. But if a real estate agent is not open, open-minded enough to be like, hey, are you open to, for me to show you an approach how I could buy this house and make it a win-win? If they have a, like a, a student mindset, then you can bring them on board. If they don't, then, then forget about it. It's, uh, I would say pass, because they will kill the deal. That makes total, total sense. So now, like the you 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 caught my interest on the obviously your your market's a little bit of a higher price one, but you were talking about that one you just did where you you do the creative terms, the house might be a little bit distressed, but it's got equity in it. So, do you just explain to them like, hey, we're gonna like how are they getting? You're giving them whatever money they needed up front for the divorce, and then you still have the equity left in the property. Then you go and you put the money to fix it up, and then you're gonna turn around and sell it as a as a retail flip. Yes. Cool. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So, so this particular, and what's your question on that one? No. So, because I'm interested in the exit. So, and on that one, it was an exit, but that, you know, because at the higher price, the way I was looking at it too was for a lot of the creative financing deals, I was looking at them as I'm, I'm going to hold most of them. So, I was looking for more affordable price points is where I can rent them at. To me, it would have seemed scary going into like a $600,000 price point because I don't know what the, the debt service would cover on there. But when you're talking about a flip, I, I didn't even think about that. My, my mind was all kind of meld into you get a creative debt finance that you hold them, but I didn't even realize you can do them on flips as well. Oh, yeah. I do them on flips all the time. I would prefer to do them on flips because the low interest rates that I'm taking over, right? And I have multiple exits. So for this particular one, yes, we have a higher uh, price point here in, in the area. This particular property, even though we're buying at 600,000, we're gonna put around 150, 200,000 into it, but it's supposed to sell for 1.1, 1.2. Be, nice. because, because of the location, right? It's on, it's on three acres. It's like th that location, that, that's a different price point. Now, um, can you can you still do that on houses that are 400,000, 500,000 or 300,000? Yes, it's, it's all numbers. So when you're evaluating your numbers, if fair market rent can cover the mortgage or close to it, okay, it's a good deal. You can buy and hold it. So, and, and that should take the fear away if something happens to the economy or the market. Because rentals, like rental values are not likely to drop. The way inflation is going, things are just moving up, right? And if you can cash flow, that's fantastic. In some markets, like in my market, many times the mortgage may be a little higher than fair market rent, okay? But do you know that I've still bought houses this way creatively? Because even, fair, let's say, for example, fair market rent is $2,000 and the mortgage is 2200 okay? So I'm negative 200 but guess what? Because they have a three and a half percent interest rate, I'm getting twelve hundred dollars a month in principal balance reduction. So, do you see how I, I make money on the back end? Yes, yes. So That's that more than makes up for the two hundred dollars. Okay, and another exit that I have is I don't put regular tenants in my properties. Many times I will do a lease with an option to buy. And, and, and for those scenarios, they will pay a little bit more above fair market rent. And I will deal with tenants and toilets because any, any minor issues is on them. I will give them a, a, a timeline 
okay, whether it's 12 months, 15 months, or however long we decide for them to be able to purchase the house, right? Their option to purchase it. And, and, and yeah, so, so that's, that's another easier exit uh, besides this flipping it. So th that's a really interesting topic. So with lease options, well, two things you just said. One, when you have the lower interest rate, that was very eye-opening too when you talk about even if you're negative initially for even a year or two. Who cares? Yeah, because the at that low payment, the the payments are never going to change, but the rents are going up, 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 up. So it's like you're negative for a year or two. Even if you want to break in even after that, what you're getting on the principal reduction and the overall equity in the property is going to crush that anyway. So yes. I, I love that. I think that's extremely smart. Yeah, it's, it's going to crush it. Like I, I bought houses and, you know, and every year I'm getting $15,000, you know, the, the principal balance gets reduced. So imagine you, you, you buy a house like this creatively, you hold it for four or five years, you can create instant equity of like a hundred thousand dollars. Include appreciation thing. So, so it's to me, real estate, real estate is not risky. Okay. Uh, I know how to evaluate numbers. I believe that you make your money when you purchase, when you buy. So as long as you've done, you know, your, your, your numbers, you have one option, one exit. If that doesn't go as long as you have a second one. Okay. You know what? Worst case scenario, I will rent it, do a lease option or something like that. It's, you can minimize your risk. That's fantastic. I, I haven't had many people on that talk about lease options. So when you're putting those together, are mm -hmm. you presetting a purchase price with them when you put that together? Or are you doing it based on the appraisal when it comes in later on? Very good question. No, I, I do a future price. So for example, let's say I buy, give, give, what's the, the average in your area? Uh, average like property values. Oh, 350, 400 for like okay. middle income stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Middle income. So let's say 400,000. You have a, a $400,000 house. Okay. I'm going to give you the scenario from purchase to, to sell. Right. So if you're the seller and a fair market, fair market value is 400,000. And I come without an agent, I'm coming straight to you to buy, to negotiate and say, Hey, Nick, your property's fair market value is 400,000. Now, because we're not using real estate agents, okay. And I'll pay closing costs for both of us. The most I can pay for your property is up to nine, up to 90% fair market value. Reason being we, we reduce 6% closing costs and then in like the real estate commissions and another three to four percent in closing costs so is that fair you tell me yes he's like yeah that's fair so 90 percent of four hundred thousand is how much uh forty thousand less would be ten percent so what's that three sixty yeah good you, you, you're, you're doing your numbers too I, I, it was a, it was a little test i'm just gonna <laughs> so three sixty so let's say, Nick, that your house is in great condition. It's been three, four, it's only three, four years old. And, and, and I don't need to do anything to it. Okay. So, and let's say that you have a loan of 350. So what did we just do? We agreed on a price of 360 because your house is in immaculate condition. I'm going to take over a loan of 350 and there's a $10,000 balance. I'm going to bring you $10,000 at closing because I have the money. Now, if I don't have the money, I can say, Hey, Nick, let me ask you, can you take 350? What if I buy, I don't pay closing costs. If you say, you know what, Maya, I really like you and I need to move next week to go to, to, to my new job. That's fine. Right. But I could also say, Nick, can I pay you a thousand dollars a month? You know, until I pay the 10,000 off, whatever. There's no, there's no right or wrong. Just think outside the box. So we came to a solution. You're like, great. So now I have a house that's worth 400,000 and I bought it for 360 and it only cost me $10,000 plus closing costs. So how much did I really pay out of pocket? 
10,000. 10,000. And then clue, whatever closing costs were, right? So now I can put it on Zillow, for example, or anywhere else for rent with an option to buy. Okay. And there's so many people out there that have the money, they don't have the credit many times, so they need to seize another position. And then they're like, yeah, well, oh, that's a great neighborhood. I would love to go there. So I get applicants, right? I can do an open house. I, I get applicants. And I say the option price, okay, it's going to be 420000 Future. So I added 5% on top of today's fair market value. Okay. So let's say John comes along and John is my applicant and John loves the property. John's like, oh my God, this is great for me and my family. And then you're like, fantastic, John. Um, we will do a lease with an option to buy for 12 months. Okay. At 420. And, and John is like, fantastic. Think, of, think about it. Buyers don't care. They're not, he's not going to go search. He's not going to do an appraisal right now. Okay. John is like, yes, I can move in. Can I afford the, the, the monthly rent? Fantastic. So I tell him, John, our option consideration, our option price is 420. Okay. Your rent is $2,700. Okay. And my mortgage, the mortgage that I, that I took over subject to, let's say it was 2,500. So I also asked John, John, do you, do you have, um, so this is another thing I'm going to give you like a, a little secret. No one, no, when I talk to, to tenants or, or potential or tenant buyers, I call them, um, they don't know that I own the property because I buy all my properties in a land trust. Okay. So I'm a property manager when I'm talking to them. Okay. So one of the things I, t I tell them, because I, I, I buy my properties in a land trust and somebody else is on there as my trustee. So even if they looked at tax records, it will have somebody else's name, not mine. So I tell John, John, um, the owner is willing to match. If you could do $200 above for market rent, the owner is willing to match that and give you a credit at closure when you're ready to buy your house. So in essence, okay, if he can pay $2,900, okay, I will give him a $400 credit if he exercises the option to buy are you following me so far yeah so, yeah so i'm incentivizing i'm incentivizing him right and to me who cares i'll just give him a credit i'll just lower the price by a little bit okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. but what happens during this time frame okay i'm cash flowing john is paying the mortgage this is a brand new house right the mortgage is getting paid i'm getting principal balance reduction let's say a thousand dollars month okay so when john is ready to exercise the option to buy it at four hundred and twenty thousand, what was the loan that we had it was it was 350. Uh, 350. now it's 340. okay 340 to three from from 420 minus um uh, three 340 is what like 80k yeah. Like a, 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 a spread. Now, did I put any money in the property? Nope. Nope. I just brought 10K to closing. Right? This is a brand new house. It doesn't need anything. Oh, by the way, one of the things that I did forget, I forgot to tell you is John put 3% of the $420,000 down as an option consideration. Uh, that's not refundable so so three times four if you put like let's say twelve thousand dollars so the money that i paid to you to buy the house and close the cost i just got from don back that's awesome so <laughs> what did i just do like so eighty thousand spread take out let's just take another ten thousand off of that but i just created a $70,000 profit in a year. That's awesome. On a pretty house. And you know what? You weren't desperate. That was, that was not a distressed home. It did not, I did not have to negotiate 
and and go compete with rehabbers or wholesalers and get it 60, 70 cents on the dollar. I just provided a solution to an everyday person that, you know, had a nice house, they just had a situation. They had a job relocation. So I teach people to look for situations. Look for people, don't look for houses. I tell everybody, look for people that have real life situations and that situation happens to have a house that goes along with it. <laughs> That's awesome. So w- one last question on that, and then I want to hear, I want to hear more about how you're helping people do this. But if John doesn't exercise his option on this house, does he put another 3% down? So good. Okay. If he doesn't exercise, have a couple of options. And this is the other thing. Only about 30% of the people exercise the option. So that means the money that he put down was non-refundable. I keep it. So if he, let's say he gets a job relocation or if he says, you know what, I don't want to buy it. And he moves out, he moves out. Now, if he wants to stay there and listen, I like John. And he's like, nah, yeah, I just need six more months or another year. I'm like, no problem. I'm like, I, I will, I can ask for a little bit more money. I will not ask for another 3%. Okay. Um, but I, I will say I, I will increase the price, the option price. Instead of 420, it will go for 40 for another year. I I always want to make it a win-win. First of all, John is my friend. Like he's making me money. He's paying the mortgage, <laughs> right? I want him to buy it. It's not that I don't want people to buy it. I want to make it a win-win. I really want him to buy it. So I want to help him. And many times I will put these tenant buyers in touch with mortgage lenders so they can fix their credit if, if it needs, you know, to be worked on. Like, how would I really care? I, 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 like, this is, the, my approach is, I want to make you my friend, Nick, so I can bring a solution to you that works for you and it works for me. And then I want to help my buyers, okay, buy the house. That's incredible. That's full circle back to just go out there and make friends, right? And nobody, you know, people don't talk about this. Your number one goal is to make a friend. And people do business with people they like and people they trust. I love that. So speaking of making friends and bringing value to other people's lives, talk about how, because I'll tell you, you just made me want to hang up the phone and just start calling sellers right now and trying to negotiate like lease options and stuff like that. So it's exciting, but obviously this is just the tip of the iceberg. There's paperwork, there's legalities, there's rebuttals and stuff you have to get through, which you help people with all that type of stuff. So talk about being a value amplifier, talk about the grateful partnership, talk about wealth through real estate, all the stuff that you have going on that you can help people with. Oh, thank you, Nick. So a couple of years ago, um, I realized that my mission in life, I, I, I want to help make 1,000 multimillionaires. And uh, because I believe we all deserve it. We, you know, wealth and abundance, it's is not something that should be hard or, or should struggle through. Um, and having wealth and abundance in all aspects of our lives, right? Not just financially. So I created a grateful family partner community. Okay. And this is the community of real estate professionals, investors. I have a lot of real estate agents in there too, brokers, you know, people with different experience all over the board. And it's a mastermind. Uh, We have weekly calls and we're there to support each other. We're there for accountability. It's let's do deals together. It's that's my, that's my community. And we're grateful family partners with each other because it's a family and we're also grateful family partners with the sellers the people we serve the people we buy houses the people we help out of situations just like the the couple that i'm going to help on friday who are going through a divorce and we're going to step in and help them out and by the way because they're behind on their mortgage we will reinstate it make it current and then we will help their credit because now payments will start being made regularly, right? So it's a win-win. So that's the community that I have. And I also, for people who are interested, I also have a course, um, uh, the Value Amplifier, you know, Create Wealth with Maurice. It's a six-week course that, that people can dabble in. 
Um, and we also have a Facebook community, uh, well, through real estate, uh, large community. So I, I will give you the link so you can provide to, to everyone. And, and I'm, I'm a big believer that when we take the human approach first, money always follows. When we do things with our heart, with the right intention, and we release worry and fear, we, sur we surrender and we just trust. Because at the end of the day, in my life, I've experienced that no matter what feels like is wrong at the moment, things always work out at the end. I love that. Those are those are wise words. I appreciate that you came on. It was real honor to meet you. I've been looking forward to getting you on and your energy did not disappoint. We hit it off really well in that first conversation. And I knew that this was going to be an outstanding podcast. So when people want to hear more from you, I know that you uh, you had a link that you created if anybody wanted to kind of touch base. Yes. So it's wealththroughrealestate.com. So wealth, W-E-A-L-T-H, and then through, it's T-H-R-U. Okay. T-H-R-U, realestate.com. And if you go forward slash free gift, you can get a free gift from me on strategies on how you can create wealth with more ease. The free gift will show you the misconceptions that people have on creative deal structuring and financing. So wealththroughrealestate.com forward slash free gift. Um, and remember, the through is T-H-R-U. <laughs> awesome. And obviously, I'll put all these links in the show notes, but as well as social media, what kind of stuff, what's your favorite social platforms for people to connect with you on? They can connect. Well, we have a Facebook community um, right now of over 8,000 uh, real estate professionals uh, here. So they can reach out to me there. And I'm getting better and better on social media <laughs> on uh, because that was something that I was avoiding for a long time. So it's... It's something I'm stepping into. Good. Okay. Well, I think you should because you have a lot to say. You got a great personality, you got great energy, and you have amazing content. So I appreciate you very much. I'm very honored to call you a friend and have you as a guest today as well. I look forward to seeing you again very soon. But you are somebody who brings your A game to everything you do. And obviously, this podcast has been no different. You absolutely brought your A game to this podcast today. Do you have any final thoughts before I let you go today? Final thought is trust. Um, I invite everybody to trust themselves, trust other people, um, trust the process, trust the universe. And when we trust, everything works out. I could not agree with that more. I love it. I really appreciate it. You're awesome. Everybody see the show notes to connect, but fantastic interview. That holy option strategy at the end there was a total mic drop. You just inspired me. Thank you so much for coming on. Now, ladies and gentlemen, have a great day. Oh, Nick, you're fantastic. Thank you so much for having me.